0: Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have here with me an amazing woman, Dawn McGee, and she is a nutrition evangelist. That helps women to want results for a lifetime and not just a moment in time, which I think is
1: amazing. So, welcome, Dawn. Thanks so much, Amanda. I really appreciate you having me on today. I'm super excited about our conversation. Me too. This is something, well,
0: I have struggled with my whole life. And so, I know many of us have, as a child of the 90s, like 80s slash 90s, we grew up on junk food, you know, and like, it was just programmed in. And if you're lucky, you have parents veggie vegetables and stuff, but most of my friends and <laughs> did not. Right, <laughs> so we ate right. whatever we wanted. And now we're paying the price of not learning how to eat properly. So before we get started into the sustainability, um, which you're going to be talking about today, creating sustainable balance in your life, I want to talk to you about
1: how you got started. Sure. You know, it's funny because People ask me, what is that moment? Where was that epiphany that you had? And the reality is, I love food. And I have been following a trail of breadcrumbs for a long time. So when I was young, very much like you, I am a confirmed child of the 80s in music, in movies, and in food. And going to McDonald's was a treat, right? Having a TV dinner was a treat. And so we got into this mode where the processed foods, not the whole foods, were the treat. And that just continued, right? As we got busier and, you know, a lot of us have moved into households where both parents are working outside the home and we're running around and we're carting our kids to soccer and karate and dance and wherever else. And we're eating in the car, all those things we swore that we would never do, right? And- you lose track of what it means to feed your body with good health. Um, I didn't learn how to feed my body when I was growing up. My dad was a real meat and potatoes guy and eat what's on your plate and eat what's in front of you. And I didn't learn any of those skills until I was in college and I came back with, whew more than the freshman 15, let's say. And my mom put me on my first diet. It was the stewardess diet, which was, you know, we won't talk about that either. But it, it started a real long-term love-hate affair with diets. And so that's the main reason why I talk with folks about sustainability and balance, because you don't want being healthy to be a full-time job, right? You want it to be part of your lifestyle, and then you want to continue to enjoy everything else that you want to enjoy, So, I got started in that way. I've lived the life in many regards, and I became passionate about helping others to avoid the diet trap and getting off the hamster wheel of all the fad diets. That's a very short version. We could talk for hours.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I love the fact that you've been there and experienced it and have struggled with it yourself because I think a lot of um, what I see in the nutrition industry is people that may have never struggled with it and i feel like i don't know if i can trust you <laughs> to give me nutritional advice when you've not overcome it you know you've been there you've done it and i think that's a huge for me a huge validation of trusting someone with nutritional advice and those kind of things because you've been there done that figured out how to overcome it and here you are so
1: i completely agree i think when i work with folks i look for people who are a couple of steps ahead of me whether it's in business or wherever I'm going, because I know that they're on a similar path and they understand the struggles that I've been through. I look at some picture-perfect model-esque nutrition folks and I I see that they haven't lived through it. So Mm -hmm. things that I run into as a pitfall, as a mom, as a busy professional, are things that they don't understand. So they don't have the tools to lend to me in order to help me get around those. So I agree with you. Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. And like you said, the kids school, the always running and now it's a little bit different in the fact that we're recording this during the pandemic, but you know, we don't have all of those activities and things. So we really technically should all be eating really well because we have time to make dinner and
1: <laughs> all of those things, <laughs> but it's probably not happening. <laughs> it's true. Well, if you don't have the underlying skills, then it's still not going to happen. Yeah. I will say one of the most rewarding things about this time during the pandemic at home is that my son has come into the kitchen with me. Mm -hmm. And so he's starting to do some cooking on his own, self-directed, and it's great. It's really nice to be able to pass that along to him and watch him explore different flavors and how to feed his body and, and start to learn about that. It's been amazing. That's awesome. I
0: love it almost 10 year old is definitely getting into the cooking thing. She made eggs for her and her sisters earlier and, you know, just exploring those things and learning and all that stuff too. So I think it's kind of a fun time and I wouldn't be able to do that with her normally, you know, if
1: I was at work. So yeah. Right, absolutely. Being there and being able to coach them through it, getting them things that are age appropriate to do. Eggs was scrambled eggs was my son's first meal. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fabulous. And then yeah. pasta and, you know, and it goes on from there. Yep. She's got the pasta down too, which is good. Nice. (laughs) Very nice.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about how to make eating healthy and getting that balance. Like how do you make that part of your life and make it sustainable?
1: Those are great questions because I think those are some of the things that people struggle with the most when I work with them. First of all, you have to figure out why you're making changes at this point in time because know, if you're looking to fit into a bikini for the summertime, well, that's probably not going to keep you going. It will for a short period of time. Most of us, we're not looking to be runway models. We're looking to be role models. And so we want to have something healthy. And I'll share with you my why is almost always about my kiddo, because I want him to know that being healthy is important. Eating real food is important. And I I don't want him to have the same kind of struggles that I did. So that's a really big motivating factor for me. And everybody needs to understand what their why is. So we start there, right? And then we figure out what our goals are. Because if somebody was to come to me and say, well, I really want to run the Boston Marathon with under four minute miles. I would say, okay, that's great. We'll figure out how to feed you to do that. And you'll get a running coach because that's not me. And I'll say, okay, so how much are you running now? Oh, I don't run. Oh, well, so we may want to rethink some of those goals, right? We want to start with goals. It's great to have a big goal and a big dream, but we want to start with something that's realistic and break that down. And so those are the first two things. And it seems like, well, wait, what about my food? What do I eat? But before we get to that, we have to figure out why you're doing it, where you're going, and then we can plot a course to help you get there, right? Yeah,
0: that um, makes so much sense. And I think that why is like definitely, it's all, you know, there's the why when you start a business. There's the why, you know, it's just that like motivating driving factor behind it. And yeah, I completely agree. I think
1: it's amazing to start there. Right. Because we're going to set out in a way that's going to be pretty simple and straightforward. We're going to take little pieces and little changes at a time. But I'm not going to tell you that every day is going to be easy. Right. It's not easy to revamp a lifetime's worth of habits. And so there are going to be days where you're going to have to figure out why am I still doing this and is it still worth it? And then you go on from there, right? It, your food is your foundation. Super important to take a look at that. And we do self assessments. We spend a lot of time, as I say, looking in the mirror and being honest with ourselves. How am I eating? What am I eating? How much am I eating? and tweaking from there. Yeah. Um, Do you typically recommend like a food diary for like a week
0: or like, you know, what is your typical method for that?
1: I would love to have all of my clients put a food diary together for a week because facing that page and putting down the reality of what you're eating sometimes is eye-opening. And so from there, we can start to make changes. And We don't throw everything out and start from scratch, right? We'll make a little bit of change at a time, depending upon what people's goals are. Okay, that's awesome. And of course, it's important to know that it's not just about your food, right? We're talking about um, the system that I work with people on. It's called the Eat, Move, and Recharge system. And so food is your foundation, yes, but how you move, when you move, how intensely you move, That's super important too. And then recharging, because if you don't take care of yourself, if your stress level is off the charts, then none of your health goals will come to fruition anyway, right? Mm. And that's one of the things that I think people either take for granted or um, don't put enough stock into, right? Especially moms. (laughs) Especially moms. We are so good at putting ourselves last. I have to tell you, when I first started my business, my son was little and you know I were doing the little little newborn and we were doing a two AM feeding and I'd put him back down and I'd sit at my desk and write my business plan mm, at two in the morning. Nice time. And I was awake. So I thought, you know, this is great. I'm putting him first. I'm gonna be the best mom. But what happened was I was exhausted, which made me cranky. I wasn't eating well because all I was doing was grabbing something to just make my stomach stop growling. Yeah. It was not the direction that I would recommend to anybody. Yeah. And as he got older, and I started to be able to take more time for myself, I thought, oh, you know, but I but I should spend this time with him. And as I got more into the realization that it was okay to spend time doing things that really made me light up, all of a sudden, I became that better mom that I wanted to be. So right you know, it's a lesson I hope I can help shortcut for some people, right? There's a saying that says self-care is not selfish. And it's so true. You know, I'm not talking about taking two weeks in Italy on a, in a Tuscan villa, right? I'm talking about. (laughs) That would be nice though. I'm just going to (laughs) say. That would be nice. Absolutely. (laughs) Leave me on a hillside in Tuscany. I'm happy. Yeah. But it taking time for yourself, whatever that looks like for you so that you can breathe and recharge and come back as, as refreshed and being a great mom. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And
0: I noticed too, like when I take those moments and I just uh, allow myself to, you know, do whatever it is in that moment that I need to do. Um, then after I'm done doing it, then, you know, like you said, I am the mom that I actually want to be and yeah. I'm engaging with my kids and all that stuff. But that stress level,
1: really just cuts that off yeah it does plus it allows you to be a great role model for them because they're watching you do things for yourself and that's an example that they can then take into their lives as well so I'm all about being a good role model for our kids yeah I think that's important too yeah for sure and so how about exercise um how do you think moms are with exercise Mm, not that good I think you're probably right. I know that that was one of my struggles, especially when my kiddo was little, was how to fit that in and how to do it in such a way that, you know, he wasn't attached to my leg the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And he had some separation anxiety. Now I'm talking 15 years ago. Right now, he doesn't want to talk to me at all. Right. He's, (laughs) He's in his room with his headphones on and the screen in front of his face. But at that point, you know, it was really hard to separate that time and so there are a couple of different things I recommend of course it all depends upon how old your kids are if they're super little um, you're probably not going to get to the gym that easily unless they've got you know child care so maybe there are things you can do with your kids going out for a walk with them we used to do some fun body weight exercises using your kid as the weight right mm-hmm. um, you can do yoga poses with them and there are Again, I'm all about being a good role model. So that lets them know that it's important to do the physical activity and the movement throughout their whole life. And then as they get older, hopefully that instills a love of movement into their lives as well so that, again, they don't have to deal with the same struggles that we have. Yeah.
0: Getting that regular almost programming, I don't know what to call programming, but habits maybe, you know. Absolutely. You know, that building good habit habits of, of uh, yeah, getting that daily exercise, I think is really important.
1: Yeah, yeah, super important. And then as they get older, so my son started karate when he was little, and he's now a secondary black belt and continue. Wow. So that's he awesome. does karate, thank you, a couple of times a week. And, and that's important to him. So even though he's not quite ready to make that full connection, he knows that on the days where he doesn't do the karate, doesn't feel quite the same. Yeah. And so you can help them start to to understand the benefits of exercise, not just for your body, but for your brain and your metabolism and, and everything. Yeah.
0: Yep. I agree. And we definitely try to encourage our kids to exercise every day because, you know, they were in gym class, they had recess, and now they don't have any of that. Yep. So we make them go outside for at least an hour and play. And then we take walks as a family and that kind of thing. And they also see me doing my treadmill or my exercise bike or whatever I'm doing that day, lifting weights (laughs) in the living room (laughs) because... All the gyms are closed, but, you know, all of those things. And I think they definitely know that it's something that needs to be done.
1: Um, I don't know that I'm a great example of it actually working right now. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you're doing a great job. If you're taking the time to do weights in your living room, you are ahead of 90% of the people in the world right now.
0: Well, that's good.
1: That's exciting to hear, although I'm not seeing those results, but yes. I love it. Well, and that's something we talk about as well is what happens when you hit a plateau and why, why aren't things moving the way I want them to, right? And that's, that's, again, we go back to what it looks like to build a sustainable balance. Yeah. Well, it's the eat, move, and recharge pieces. They make a triangle. I call it the triangle of health. And a triangle is a great strong form, but it's only as strong as its weakest leg. Mm -hmm. and as soon as one starts to weaken, the whole triangle collapses, and so for a lot of people right now, we have this underlying current of worry and stress Mm -hmm. that we've sort of gotten accustomed to, and we don't even realize it's there, and so that's one of the things that can really stop you from reaching your health goals, yeah, but it's okay, because right now, it's fine to be in survival mode, and, and just the fact that you're doing stuff is amazing, yeah,
0: Okay. Well, that's good to know. It makes me feel better. Um, (laughs) I have to say, but yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I agree with you about the survival mode right now. I know, you know, so many of us had a routine that was completely different, you know, just two months ago, three months, I guess it's, it's like three months ago now, but three months ago, our lives were all completely different than they are
1: now. And you know, it's just crazy. It's true. And it's funny. And I noticed that with a lot of people. i've I've worked from home for many, many years, and when I first started working from home, it was hard to build a routine. Yeah. And, I, and I had to be very intentional. There were a couple of things that I always said, which don't apply right now. But at the time, I said, "No TV during the day, right? No dishes and laundry during the day. You know, There need to be a separation between work and home life. So I've developed habits over the years that make it easy to work from home. And so I'm trying to help folks, you know, do that as well uh, at the same time, because it's, it's not that easy to completely shift around your routine. And when you do that, everything else gets a little bit off track as well. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I've been talking to a lot of different people who's jobs are now going to be permanently from home, you know, and it, it's like, okay, they now have to completely adjust their mindset in like, okay, this is not a temporary situation. How am I going to do this long term? So, you know, and I think what you're talking about with the triangle of eating, moving and recharging, that is absolutely even more important for them than those who are going to be able to get back to that normal routine.
1: Absolutely, and so one of the things that people do, people sort of fall on one end of the spectrum or the other. Is either they they forget to eat because they're home, right? Yeah. Or they're eating all the time because they're home because you know they're out of their routine, they don't have a plan. And so one of the things that I recommend to folks is to plan your meals so that you know what you're going to have, and you've got your your week set up. You can convert that easily to a shopping list, and have everything in the in the refrigerator, prepare some of the meals. Um, I often get caught at lunchtime. And so I like to have something super easy to put together a protein, a fat and a carb, toss it on a plate and and I can eat. And um, if I can take time and sit outside, i love to. If I can't, then that's okay. At least I've got a good balanced lunch to eat for that day. Yeah. That's
0: the one that always throws me off too. Cause for breakfast, right. I always have my smoothie and then dinner is whatever, you know, I make for everyone. But then right. lunch is like the, mm, my kids, like they like to go to school and get the lunch they serve there because it right. just gets them out of the house every day. And so I don't have to worry about what they eat for lunch, but then I have myself and I'm like, Oh, I don't know what to eat. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that's a good
1: idea. I'm going to have to start planning my lunches Right. And it can be super simple. One of the things that we've started doing is we get fresh fish delivered every week and we get meat delivered every month. And so I'll, I'll prepare some stuff in bulk. We'll toss something into the Instapot mm-hmm. and then I've got portions ready for the whole week. I can heat that up, have some fresh fruit in the summertime right now, of course, is glorious. Yeah. Um, or fresh veggies and maybe a handful of, of nuts or a couple of slices of avocado And I've got a great balanced meal and I'm ready to go. Yeah, I love that. And I
0: think the planning part, I think is definitely the part that's going to help people because it's like, you know, just like you said, like being able to just throw something in the Instapot and knowing that it's going to be ready and you don't have to worry about that and kind of agonize over it. Like, what am I going to eat for lunch? Because then I go down to the kitchen and then it takes me way too long to pick something. So just knowing what it is ahead of time, I think is going to help a lot.
1: Yeah, that's one of the skills that I help people with a lot. I think that learning how to do that planning is very intimidating. And people think, oh, but I don't want to spend all day Sunday preparing and shopping and cooking. Absolutely not. I don't either. I don't really like to cook, but I do like to eat. Mm -hmm. So it all has to be done. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. (laughs) You're going to do it anyway. So you might as well do it ahead of time. Right. And do something you enjoy and get it all ready to go. And it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that.
0: Awesome. So are there any other tips for sustainable, you know, keeping our ourselves and our lives and our health sustainable that you have for us?
1: I think the biggest tip that I would give to people is to have a little patience because wherever we are right now with our health, we didn't get here overnight Mm -hmm. and we're not going to undo it overnight. And, we just take it one step at a time and continue. If you know, if I look back on where I was when I was so frustrated when my kiddo was little, I've come miles and miles since then. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a go getter, so there's always more places I want to go. Right with my health and my fitness, but I'm thrilled with where I am right now, and I'm going to keep working to get there. But I don't expect it to happen tomorrow.
0: Yeah, ooh, that's a good one because I do expect it
1: to happen tomorrow. <laughs>
0: That's probably why I'm not getting anywhere.
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's important to look at how far you've come and celebrate the small victories too. Yeah, that's true. Awesome. I was going to give one more tip. Throw out your scale Mm. because we get so confined by the number on the scale that it ties up our identity and everything. And so there are so many other ways to measure how you're doing, whether it's a tape measure or how much energy you have, Or how your clothes fit and look, um, I would say throw out your scale.
0: Okay, that's a good one, too. It's funny, I posted a picture of myself nine years ago holding my oldest daughter, and Mm -hmm. I was, you know, like super thin, and I was in the jeans that I would love to be in that are in the bin in my closet that I've never put back on since around that time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, it's funny because it's just like exactly what you're saying is like, uh, just monitor how your clothes fit. I'll know that I'm at my goal when I can put those jeans back on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Even if they might fall apart from being dry rotted in my closet for nine (laughs) years, but
1: that'll be the goal. For sure. Well, and also to cut ourselves a little bit of slack, right, because our bodies do change as we yeah. get older, as we have kids. Some things are just not going to be the same or we're never going to be the same as when we were 16. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Because we've got so much more in our lives right now. Yep. I agree. Awesome.
0: So let's talk about how people can get in touch with you. What is the best way
1: to reach you on the internet? Great question. So there are a couple of places. One is I'd like to offer your listeners a free guide to seven nutrition lies that I've written. And I wrote this because along with the fake news of the world, there is so much fake news in nutrition these days. And it can be so overwhelming to figure out what to do that sometimes we just don't do anything. And so this is a great starting point for people. And we'll I'll give you the link. It's bitly bit.ly slash Capital D, capital M, Seven Lies. And we can put that link in the, when we post this as well. Yes. And the second place, if people want to to participate in a conversation, I have a, a Facebook group um, called Never Diet Again, and I invite people to come join me there. I have a very no judgy kind of attitude. If people have questions, we're all happy to participate in the conversation and we're all looking for healthy, sustainable balance. Yeah,
0: okay, that's awesome. That's the kind of community (laughs) that we all need to be a part of. So definitely join her community and I will have both of those links to Dawn's freebie and her Facebook group in the show notes. So you can just click there and join and um, grab her freebie as well.
1: Perfect. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and um, giving me some tips personally (laughs) to get on track and not uh, hold myself too, uh, not to be too mean to myself. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We could all give ourselves a little bit more grace, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate you being here and appreciate all of the knowledge
1: that you've given us today. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And if anybody has any questions and actually if anybody is any of your listeners really want to jump on a call, they can just message me from the group too. I'm happy to chat anytime.
0: That's perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dawn. Thank you. This episode of The Determined Mom Show is brought to you by the Google My Business Master Course. This course features six modules and 18 lessons that will walk you through step-by-step how you can master Google My Business and get ranking in your industry for the locations you want in just six to nine weeks. This course is robust and it features step-by-step instruction. You can always access it at tdmmarketingacademy.thinkific.com or you can simply go to thedeterminedmom.com and click on Google My Business Course. As a thank you for being a loyal Determined Mom Show listener, you can save 20% by using the code PODCAST.